This is the Rolling Elephant Podcast for the 14th of April. And here with me, helping me dissect and mostly disagree with the digital journalism out there today, is my co-host Dave. Hey Dave. Hello Jan. Yeah, we seem to be particularly... Um Spicy when it comes to our commentary <laughs> on the uh, today's news, but there we go. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if it's our fault, if there's anybody at fault here, but it's more like, I don't know, <laughs> news is getting even more hyped up and hyperbolic than ever, and not even counting the current disarray of the world. Just yep. the whole journalism on tech, it's, I don't know, I mean, I, I thought we peaked at the blockchain, but hey, we just <laughs> gained 20 more, 20,000 more listeners here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the B word. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, but That's honestly, okay. we'll get through this together. We've been doing this the show for for a couple of years now, let's say, and I don't know. Do we have always have such trouble finding reasonable, clear-headed, common sense level articles? <laughs> I mean, the, the news is so. The, another thing to think about is the fact that the news is so saturated with uh, you know one main topic at the moment that everything else just gets yeah. squeezed out so you know i'm sure there is there is a lot of good news and good journalism going on about what's happening in the world today so maybe that maybe that just leaves the people who normally would be stuck in a back room <laughs> writing um you know adverts or something like that instead they've been you know brought out to Right, tech journalism instead, and yeah, uh, it's really, really showing. Because all the good people are doing the the, the one thing, and well, somebody yep. else. Uh, you have the janitor. You, you have to write something. You need something for the tech page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are so mean. We are so so very mean. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're going to be mean, we may as well get to it. Yes, let's start being mean about technology, becoming technology-led and not just technology-enabled. Now, all of the articles today, uh, all credits or discredit goes to Dave, because he's been our uh, reporting investigator today. So, tell me about this article. I mean, there's, there's so much that I dislike about this article. <laughs> let's let's start off with the... So, Jan's already given the, the title of the article. Let's let's look at the subtitle, though. <laughs> AI will become the intelligent classmate we knew at school. Nobody what? likes that guy. <laughs> oh, there's just... I mean, the, I... I there are so, so so much I dislike about this article. Um, there's there's a, a section in the second paragraph about uh, the benefits of technology is clear to see with research finding that AI can help companies grow their annual profits 80% faster. So I'm not even going to read any of the other statistics, but like... That's it. They just they just put it out there. Like there's no there's no link. There's no you know we got this information yeah. from a verified source. It's just oh yeah, but AI profits eighty percent faster. It's hundred yeah. percent oh. factual and correct because it says AI can help companies. <laughs> of course, it can. If it was brilliantly deployed and better than anything we have today, it can oh. could maybe. No, it's, it doesn't say it does. Yeah, I know. It just... And also, it can help anyway. companies. Can it help good companies? Or the ones that are really doing badly and are very... have dumb leadership and bad people and everything. <laughs> well, yeah, even the worst AI should be able to do at least 80% faster than nothing. Nah, it's... It's, I, it's just... It's so bad. This article is so bad. So how can we make this better? 
I mean, it does. It does. So, there's one thing in there I have to say, which is good, and this is yeah, this is the one, it. right? Uh, where, where did I find it? This is the one that talks about the chatbots, isn't it? There's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this this article to me, like, I think the subject is actually good. I think making sure that you're you are technology led and not just technology enabled, I think is a is a sensible. Um, thing to be thinking about, you know, that you want to make sure that you don't just have technology for the sake of mm-hmm. it, or you know, you just deploy stuff because everyone else is doing it. Like you should, you should have technology because it drives your business or your organization or whatever it is you're doing forward in some meaningful sense. To me, that concept makes perfect sense. Like. Any technology that you're, you know, engaging in should be done with some idea on what is the business benefit, you know, to, to doing this in some way, shape or form. Now, if you're an individual developer, you might not be immediately thinking about what's the business you know, business benefit of this particular piece of tech I'm about to write or deploy or whatever, but that's that's the overall reason why people make these changes is is for those purposes so like the title makes perfect sense to me it's just the entire rest of the article that is that is just oh Uh, for me basically the the reason it's bad is because they equated technology with ai because the title says technology led and then it immediately comes ai will do everything ai will be the thing and that's not true. I mean, we've been becoming technology-led for ages. I mean, that's when the Ford Model T ran first of the assembly mm-hmm. line. That was technology-led factory thing. I didn't, they didn't just build a, 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 a conveyor belt and that was it. No, they built the thing so it could make the thing better. The, the, the technology kind of took over from the manual labor and manual inefficiencies, if that's how I should put it, I don't know. And here they're just talking technology-led, so it must be artificial intelligence. In other words, cut out the human mind completely, just automate everything, let computers decide, and things will be better. And that just doesn't work. I mean, this is when I was working in the cloud um, uh, sales environments, a lot of the companies that did it badly were the companies that went for cloud because that was the solution. Yeah. And that's typically what this article says. Let yourself be led by technology and it'll solve everything. No, use the technology to become more, uh, I mean, digital transformation. There's a bunch of buzzwords out there, but there's always the human factor in there and technology will always help us do things. It can never take over as far as I'm concerned. The moment they take over, as you said when we, we talked about this previously, the moment AI <laughs> really takes over, we're dead. That's it. That's yeah. the end of the human race. <laughs> I mean, we, we've all seen the Terminator films. We've all seen the Matrix, of which there was only one film. Remember, um, like we know how In that three ends. Parts. Yeah. No, 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 just one. <laughs> um, so, uh, one thing I would say for this article is the very final paragraph. Once you strip off the first sort of uh, the the first few words that talk about AI, is actually again it. it it managed to managed to reset itself to being very sensible. Only agile, customer obsessed businesses will be successful. Mm-hmm. Those things, you know, that makes perfect sense to me. Like if you're not focused on what your customers need and how you can deliver that and be agile so that you are doing the right thing, then 
you know, well, maybe not going to survive is a bit harsh, but you're certainly not going to, um, you're not going to be as effective as your competition is potentially. Yeah. Um, and I mean, technology helps a lot because, I mean, when I look at my customers, a lot of technology is being used to, again, take away inefficiencies of human eyes and human hands and human bodies. I mean, if you have one computer you have to maintain, yeah, I can put a little graph dashboard up and it'll show me what was wrong yesterday and I can fix it and that's fine. In a microservices architecture, just getting getting out there, it's getting deployed. It's a lot harder to keep an eye on all that stuff because it's a lot, it's a lot faster changing, it's auto-generating, you have CICD pipelines. Having some kind of machine learning in there that does trend analysis and gives you warnings on that stuff, that's very useful. That's actually something that can take away uh, false positives. It can help you find the stuff that you don't know about. It still needs a lot of common sense to really work well. Don't give away the responsibility for the monitoring. It's a tool again. But yeah, that can really help you. But that's a far stretch away from artificial intelligence will tell me how to do my job. I mean... Yeah, or even, again, some of the examples that this article talks about... Oh God! It just it mentions things like um, chatbots are good at, at, at answering simple questions when people uh, interact with them, but staff will increasingly expect more. For that reason, the focus will turn to AI-powered digital assistants <laughs> that are better equipped to understand the intention and context behind requests. Yeah. And and just sort of the more staff talk to a digital assistant, the smarter it gets. Oh, God, it's just so, so bad. These assistants are not smart. They're not smart. Mm -hmm. They are not intelligent. They are very complex, very complex, if-then-else structures. And yes, it's in a neural net, but it's still basically an if-then-else structure. It's just one that you haven't written yourself. Yeah. There's no intelligence in there. People still, I mean, and this is on a IT pro website. I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to publicize them, but this is directed to people that are supposed to be IT professionals and it reads like something should be in a in a rag in a how do you call that a, 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 a yeah what, what's what's a typical rag out there these days the, the most populist uh, newspapers out there I have no idea I don't I, I don't keep up with I, that anymore I, I couldn't and Inquire, wouldn't even is that, comment is that still a thing but but and this is coming from someone that works at a very you know very significant company in the IT space so it's just it's just terrible. It's just terrible from start to finish, and we should give it no more airtime. I fact, do want to say one more thing about on. this, because this makes my life harder, because I try to do my job with a, a modicum of integrity and professional ethics and whatever, and customers, they read this stuff, and if you're not in the business, you will take this, okay, everybody writes this, it's got to be at least somewhat true, right? And the first thing I, you have to do in, in my job these days is kind of soften the disillusion about the magic still being magic and it not being out there just yet. And I know mm-hmm. uh, my colleagues in consultancy, they have the same issues. They come to the customer and the first day is just spent scraping away all of the <laughs> glitz and glitter and the hype. Resetting expectations. Exactly. And I mean, at a certain point, the whole snake oil, uh, snake oil vendors at the moment are in such of a big, uh, such of a bigger mass than the more me's, <laughs> it gets harder and harder to fight against them because people are calling me liar when I tell the truth because I'm not joining mm-hmm. in with the hype. And that's something that has to, at a certain point, 
it ne- it has to kill itself at some point. This, this, I mean, how far how far can you hype the hype? <laughs> I think we are nowhere near the the peak of the hype oh, cycle on this on. these kind of topics for sure. I mean, surely quantum mechanics, uh, quantum computing is going to take over at some point. <laughs> The fun, quantum the computing, quantum computing AI blockchain. That's that's the future for you. Yeah, the fun thing is that quantum mechanics nobody understands anyway. So you can say whatever you want. <laughs> there we go. Moving on from 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 that then. Um, so this is an article that I think we can uh, we can talk about its source. It's is a TechCrunch article uh, from Josh Constantine and. I, I, this is an article where the premise, I think, is is laudable, but I think the detail of how you would even implement something like this is just just makes the the concept completely impractical. And what we're talking about here, and the subject of the article is, tech giants should let startups defer cloud payments, or their COVID disrupted customers could shut down. Now. I I do completely understand the the sentiment behind this, which, from from my point of view, is you know the these huge cloud companies are largely maybe not immune to the the changes that are happening at the moment, but are certainly very well insulated mm-hmm. um, as as much as you possibly can be. Um, you know, against what's going on right now. You know, lots of people are moving services or using cloud services because of all of the disruption. So I expect most most of the cloud providers will have, if not, you know, a, a better couple of quarters, then at least, you know, not, not too much of a downturn compared to some of the other um, solutions and services out there. So the idea is that these cloud vendors really should be uh, you know, as a as a marketing uh, exercise, if nothing else, be contributing um, a chunk of their profits by either deferring cloud payments or giving discounts or doing something to allow um, startups and other smaller organisations to continue operating during this troublesome time. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and actually, the cloud providers are doing something because there's a consortium that just uh, got formed between the big cloud providers in Gold 3 Rim there and a couple of other big uh, iron manufacturers as well to uh, make uh, compute power available for free to, for researchers to do the... Uh, yeah. Uh, so they're doing that, and that's pretty much a response to the folding at home uh, <laughs> explosion that uh, it went over to an exabyte of uh, CPU power now. Exaflop, yep. sorry, exaflop of uh, compute power. So they are doing, and that's that that's stuff. not not that's not just the cloud providers. No, to be clear, almost every organization that can is offering their services mm-hmm. to organizations that are in some way, shape, or form, um, you know, fighting help, against. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, non-tech stuff. I'm making breathing masks and face masks and stuff. I mean, even Dyson's yeah. going in there now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I also have a problem. I mean, yeah, of course, uh, any kind of uh, relief, it's a trouble time. Yeah, all for it. If this could happen, then I would never say it's a bad idea. However, it shouldn't be necessary. And I'm going to go back to what I said a couple of minutes ago. People mm-hmm. that go to the cloud for the right reason, they went to the cloud for the flexibility, for the pay as you go, mm-hmm. for the scalability. 
the reason that uh, smaller businesses might go out of business due to their cloud bills is they aren't, because they aren't able to scale down their investment of deployment to reflect yes. what the real cost of business should be compared to the business they're actually doing. If yep. you're in the cloud correctly, then this should not, well, it will affect you, of course, your revenue will be less, but your costs, your spend, should be proportionally also less to a certain line where you can't really go, you have to have one server. Yeah, sure. Up. But still, that should be manageable. Every company should have some cash in the attic to, to survive downturns, things like that. But where the uh, old brick-and-mortar data center-bound Come corporations and uh, governments and whatever. Yes, it's invested. I had a four-year depreciation on this stuff, and it's still burning money. And I can't shut it off, or even if I do shut it off, I'm still renting the 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 floor space in the data center. That's just a Mm -hmm. cost that I can't escape. The clouds or the cloud deployment should typically not have to suffer from this as much. And that's my main problem from this otherwise excellent idea. Free money is always good. It shouldn't be necessary. And I am kind of hoping that today this this current affairs is a bit of an eye-opener to companies that are in name have moved to the cloud but in fact just did a lift and shift of their data center stuff into the cloud and they will not be able to reap the benefits so if anybody does get uh, disconnected here anybody gets um, turned down it should be pretty much what they deserve to be honest so yeah, unfortunately, I completely agree with you. And, oh God! Uh, no. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's doomed. a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, but I think once in every hundred episodes it happens. So like we're we're now at you know one eighty something or other. Um, so it, it's 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 getting towards that time. But yeah, it's only March, and my year's already peaked. <laughs> Uh, we've been going for much longer than than that. Anyway, April by the time this comes out. <laughs> so if we if we talk about if we talk about that side of things, even if we did decide that this was a sensible thing to do, and I I'm also I'm as 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 you said I'm not convinced that it is a sensible thing to do. But even if we did consider that it might be sensible, the real challenge is how on earth would you even decide? you know, which startup, which quote-unquote startups um, you would want to apply these kind of, uh, you know, either discounts or delayed payment uh, terms or whatever too. I mean, I can't imagine even the the, the tech giants being as cash-rich as they are, I can't believe that they would be in a position to make like a blanket, you know, everybody gets their bills delayed by, you know, three, six months or whatever. I just, I just cannot see that happening. So it would have to be done selectively. So like, how on earth could you possibly put something in place that would, that would be fair and reasonable and, you know, all of, all of those kind of things. I just... I, I love the idea behind this article because I do think that the the incredibly well-off tech giants should be doing more. Um, but I think this is just this is just a step too far. This to me is just a little bit pie in the sky. Like I love the sentiment. I just I just even if it even if it was a good idea, I don't think it could possibly work. Yeah, I mean, open source for the win, open cloud, everything free. Utopia's here. All thanks to COVID-19. Hey, look at that. 
was that easy. Nah, you're right. It's unrealistical. I mean, there is. I mean, all of the cloud providers do have a program where if you're a startup, your first year or two or three years, you can have a kind of a budget to play around with. Uh, you have to sign some documents that you will promise to do all your business on the cloud provider afterwards and stuff like that. So there is that subset they might take, but they already have the the, the benefits that you should give them here or and yeah they have it already so it doesn't really make mm. sense to look at that and yeah blanket check i mean the, the, these poor public clouds they have bills too they need to pay so only if their uh how do you call that uh, landlords would decide to defer the payments from them well down, but at that point i mean yeah i don't know about that i think they've all got huge cash reserves that they could afford to burn if they wanted to like but they have no interest in doing so no because also of course the whole reason that they are less affected by the whole drama than the rest of the world is because they have these huge cash coffers and if they started using them they would also start losing credibility <laughs> i don't know i'm not a market expert i don't care exactly exactly <laughs> it's it is one of it's just i love the sentiment behind it mm-hmm. i just don't think it's very realistic or in my, uh, uh, what I was saying, it shouldn't really be necessary if people mm-hmm. used common sense and did it correctly. So yes, we're doomed. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> Indeed. So for our for our final article, this is another one that we are not going to share the link for because it is ah, terrible. Ah. It is a terrible, terrible article in every single possible way. We'll start off with the fact that it's got a a horrible five blah that you blah 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 um, kind of clickbaity title. That's and, good. We should do that. Oh god! Uh, what th- three articles you should definitely avoid? Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I mean, so the the article is about uh, five signs that you need a technology refresh, and the the. the the article is is so bad because the five signs itself I don't believe really make a great deal of sense anyway and as as I was reading the article in the first place I was reading things and I was thinking what why why on earth would you even bring that particular topic up why why would you even talk about that it's another article by the way that has like uh, some um, uh, totally unsubstantiated uh, statistics in it. Some of them are supposedly substantiated by a, a study, uh, but the the study is buried somewhere else. So God only knows. But it, it the the real punchline of this was that uh, you reached the end of the article, and the answer is Microsoft three six five. And at that point, the penny drops, and you realise that you've been suckered, you've been reading an advert this whole time. And in no way, shape or form does it, you know, really indicate that this is a uh, an ad or a sponsored post or anything at all when you when you start when you if you if you were to find this article, just think, oh, yeah, might be interesting. I'll find out if I need a technology refresh or not. Do I need a new mobile phone? Um, but there's there's no indication of that until you get to the very bottom. And I think this is just this is just terrible. Like you don't bait and switch this kind of experience for your readers. 
Yeah, <sighs> it's underhanded. I agree. I mean, I, I talked about ethical salesmanship and stuff like that. This is a pretty good example of how not to do it. And I mean, you say you dis you didn't understand the, the five reasons they gave you. Well, I mean, the question is: five sites need new a uh, technology refresh, and one of the reasons is get ready for this. The current stuff is old. <laughs> hey, come on. It's, uh, I know, yeah, you're right. But again, this is uh, coming back to the first thing, the first talk we talked about, the whole, the hyping and the fooling of people, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of acronyms in here and uh, statistics and whatever. I mean, it's the snake oil thing all over again. And then yeah. at the end, here's the miracle cure. Give me five bucks and I'll give you a book on how to become rich. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this isn't this isn't this isn't five bucks in a book. This is the this is you know hundreds of dollars and, and uh, a subscription yes. service. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, give me five bucks and I'll give you a podcast on how to get rich. Yeah, so that's what I, yeah. what I should have said. I mean, there we go. Yeah. But again, it it as we started the the, the episode, it's hard to find decent journalism these days because even the the venerable respected ones like the gardeners and the, the what's the other guys again the foresters and whatever's out there even those things if you read them i mean the, the longer before i was in sales i never had to read that stuff i was happy i was utopia <laughs> was there the last the decade or so i've been more and more reading that stuff because i kind of have to and if you just look at what's in there and you have some information about the inside of certain companies and i've been around uh, around by now it's bad it's horrible and it costs millions of dollars to make that stuff up and i do say make it up <laughs> i don't know i don't know i'm not sure what's worse at the moment the virus or this kind of journalism well, well, it's the the terrible virus. journalism it's the, vi- it's Maybe. the virus it's the virus yeah okay definitely short term long term though i think more people <laughs> will get suckered in by this I- stuff. i'm no i'm i'm hoping that uh you know <sighs> The weather will warm up. The virus will abate. All of these measures will have will have taken effect, and the journalists will will return to their previously assigned um, <laughs> cubicles. <laughs> yeah, cubicles or roles or jobs, and the various uh, sort of janitors and other assorted people that they had writing articles uh, will go back to uh, making things clean and shiny again. Um, Yes, terrible, terrible week for for tech journalism. Well, weeks to be honest. I mean, last uh, news episode we had stuff from the register because basically, yeah, it was a bit of a uh, comic relief idea, but we also <laughs> didn't really find anything better, and it's not getting any better these days. So. Uh, oh well, <sighs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <sighs> this this week. podcast, this bastion of light <laughs> and 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 sanity, will change the world. And next news episode, we will have fabulous wonderful incredible amazing news to share with the world even if i have to write it ourselves <laughs> nope <laughs> yeah i'm gonna write five signs that you need a technology refresh <laughs> the answer is subscribe to our podcast become a patreon and unless there's anything else from you no nah, i think I've, i think i'm, I'm ranted out uh, thank you for this uh, occasion to make me feel better thank you there we go. In that case, that is all the time we have today. You can support this podcast by becoming a patron. Every contribution helps. We're on YouTube. You can like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all the YouTube things. Please go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about this podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag and send your feedback to podcast at roaringelephant.org. 
Until then, my name is Dave. And my name is Keeping the Hope Alive, Yon. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Goodbye. See you then.